0: Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and a little while ago I realized that for the past year or so, I've been holding space for these magical solar line conversations with incredible speakers from all around the world, showcasing their voices and their beautiful offerings. And that in the process, I've told you very little about myself. So I wanted to celebrate the 50th episode of Sacred Feminine Power by taking the mic myself and talking to you about a topic that is very close to my heart and so very important for all women, no matter where you come from, what your background is and which generation you belong to. And also so very pertinent to men too, especially in the current global context, And this topic is the five core feminine wounds. But before I dive into this topic, I wanted to start the way I start with all of my podcasts by talking about sacred feminine power. For me, sacred feminine power is having the courage to trust your inner knowing, to speak your truth and show up authentically in alignment with your inner truth, no matter what others may think or say. Sacred feminine power is a deep, ancient remembrance of the feminine way, which is both fierce and gentle, assertive and allowing, one in which the feminine is revered for her miraculous ability to create and nurture life, regenerate and rejuvenate our energies, and connect with wisdom beyond the earthly plane. Here, the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine energies are balanced, interwoven in the sacred magical dance that is founded on love and that creates absolute miracles. The masculine here creates the sacred structures, protective boundaries for the feminine to flow with ease and grace. Here the masculine makes plans and encourages action and the feminine knows when to rest, when to dream, when to take a step back and just wait and allow And when we've stepped into our sacred feminine power, and it doesn't matter whether we're women or men, we know deep in our bones, deep in our cells and our wounds, that we are held by Mother Divine, and our lives are unfolding exactly as they are meant to. We're in touch with our true selves, and our true selves are always, always rooted in love. In fact, we are love. And when we're able to feel this, truly feel this and embody this. For ourselves and for those around us, we are connected to the divine. And when I think back on my life, I can identify and recognize various initiations along my path that have each, each opened up greater awareness and deeper activations of sacred feminine power. One of the more powerful ones took place a few years ago, when I became friends with a woman who shared my dreams and visions around bringing healing and transformation to the world. We clicked immediately, and we talked about collaborating and running joint retreats. I was super excited about the prospect and was looking forward to working with her. A few months later, she invited me for lunch. And as we were chatting, she mentioned to me that she was going to be running a retreat in a couple of weeks by herself. A retreat that I knew nothing about. She had not discussed the idea with me, nor asked me if I'd like to either run it with her or even participate. And at that moment, it seemed like the ground opened up underneath me. I found it hard to speak and felt this utter sense of betrayal. How could she do this to me? To an outsider, that may not have seemed like a big deal at all, But I could not shake the sense of having been betrayed. I tried to release my uneasiness and the anger that had started to accumulate, working on myself, paying for healing sessions, talking to colleagues, but nothing seemed to work. Deep inside me, I somehow knew that what she did had nothing to do with me. And it really was not that big of a deal. For whatever reason, she had chosen to run a retreat by herself. And the fact that I wasn't part of the plan was perfectly fine. It was was her choice, her decision. And that was okay. But this anger and this resentment, this went on for months. And I knew that there was something deeper going on here, but could not put my finger on it. Until I started to synchronistically, of course, come across books and online articles that made me realize that what I was dealing with here was the sister wound. I was holding on to collective, generational and past life energy around women's experiences around betrayal. And here I'm talking about women being denounced by their friends and family and burned on the stake as witches. Witches. Women considering each other a threat and tearing one another down. Women mistrusting each other to the extent that what could have been a beautiful show or sisterhood turned into bickering and backstabbing. I remembered many, many instances of me feeling that I needed to compare myself to other women. Measuring my worth by comparing myself to others, their bodies, their poise, their success. And there was always this undercurrent of wanting and needing to judge other women. And I had found it super difficult to celebrate the achievements and successes of other women too. I found it so much easier to relate to men and establishing long-term relationships of trust as well as business collaborations with other women always felt more threatening than giving to me. Once I started to work with and really consciously heal the sister wound and this involved working with early childhood memories, generational and ancestral wounding, past life stuff as well as collective energies on our planet and beyond. The most amazing collaboration opportunities started popping up and more and more women found their way to me looking for support in healing the sister wound. I was also able to start voicing my truth in a much more concrete way and step more fully into my authentic alignment with my soul's purpose. So the sister wound was really in many ways the impetus for me to start creating a body of work around wounds that I had experienced on my own journey and that I had seen manifest in all of my female clients to varying degrees depending on their life and soul experiences simply because they had been born as women into a patriarchal paradigm that had systematically suppressed our voices and diminished our power for centuries. I wanted to next talk to you about what I call the mother wound because this is such a biggie for so many of us. The mother wound is a multi-layered one and can relate to relationships with our own mothers as well as our experiences as mothers-to-be. You may have or have had a troubled relationship with a mother who is authoritarian, controlling and manipulative never satisfied with your efforts to please her. Or perhaps your mother was weak and unpredictable, emotionally or physically absent, and unable to really provide you the kind of support that you needed growing up or as an adult. But perhaps she was smothering in her affection towards you, scared that something would happen to you and therefore overly protective. And even in the most balanced and loving relationships between a mother and daughter, there are often subtle undercurrents of comparison, even envy, the need to please or not wanting to overshadow one another. And these do leave marks on us as well. Very often, there's a generational aspect to the mother wound, as we take on pain carried on by our mothers, who in turn might have taken it on from their own mothers, who again took it on from their mothers. And if left unhealed, we can very easily pass these wounds on to our own children. And I wanted you to remember that when our mothers were inside their mothers or inside our grandmothers' wombs, the eggs, one of which would later develop into you, already existed inside your mother. So essentially, you spent time inside your grandmother's womb and were picking up on her energies in addition to your mother's energies already then. the mother wound also looks at your own experiences of motherhood whether you are a mother wish to be a mother but for some reason cannot or have lost a child or simply do not want to be a mother we have a collective experience of mothers and non-mothers all around the world has an impact on our individual experiences as well as we Tend to hold on to beliefs formulated and imposed on us by the male dominated societies, cultures, and religions that we belong to. You could also be struggling with the aftermath of a difficult or a traumatic birth, setting boundaries for your own children, or engaging in destructive patterns where you either live through your children, placing unrealistic expectations on them, or find your children to be a burden and a challenge above anything else. Perhaps your experience of motherhood was short-lived or never realized and you're grappling with the anger and the pain and the grief of the loss of a child due to miscarriage, stillbirth, early death or an abortion. All of these experiences leave scars inside of us, can make us feel unworthy and unimportant, or lead to feelings of guilt and shame that we can carry for years. And increasingly what I've noticed is that this work around the mother wound is is also expanding into our connection with Mother Earth healing the damage humanity has and continues to do to her and reclaiming our sacred connection with her water bodies, her mountains, trees, plants and animals, because we are all truly one. And the more healing we can do for ourselves, the more we are also healing the collective. And this collective absolutely includes Mother Earth. Mm, The next I wanted to speak a little bit about the body wound. And with the body wound, I wanted to emphasize the fact that we live in a culture that often goes to morbid lengths to create standardized notions of beauty and that has absolutely created a lucrative business around expectations on how we should look. On a daily basis, we're bombarded with images of a very narrow notion of attractiveness that leaves those of us who do not fit within this notion feeling inferior and thinking that there's something wrong with us and that we need to change. And as a result, many of us go to great lengths to forge our bodies into certain shapes, be it through frantic exercise routines, strict diets, resulting at worst in complex eating disorders or invasive surgery. We pay large amounts of money for cosmetics and accessories and spend hours putting on makeup. We've forgotten that our bodies truly are temples that convey messages to us all the time. And we no longer pay attention to the functions that our bodies perform for us to keep us alive without us asking them to do so. So on the whole, we just don't treat our bodies with respect and the kind of reverence that our bodies deserve and that our brief experience on this planet in these particular bodies truly is calling for and for me this manifested at an early age I mean I was 12 or 13 when I started to develop anorexia and would spend years starving my body and pushing my body into this absolutely crazy, torturous exercise regimes that, yes, achieved the the slim and muscular body that I was looking for, but also did a lot of damage in the process. We've also, over time, come to believe that our body's innate creative and healing systems pale in comparison to advances in modern medicine. And one of the most potent examples of this is the over medicalization of pregnancy and birth. Pregnancy being the most natural and the most powerful of processes a woman can go through in her life. And yet we are monitored and observed and poked throughout our pregnancy and encouraged to give birth in hospitals in highly monitored settings. This is not to say that medical interventions are not necessary, not at all. And in many cases, Lives have absolutely been saved thanks to modern medicine. However, we have been made to believe that our bodies do not know what needs to be done and that our intuition isn't worth much. And I'm finding this to be more and more pertinent in the current times where looming mandatory vaccinations and green passports that prohibit those of us who've chosen not to be vaccinated from accessing gyms or cinemas or specific shops and stopping us from travelling. We are, for the first time in our history, presenting a global threat to bodily autonomy and our very basic right to decide about what we put inside our bodies. And this is really scary. And I am not commenting at all on whether vaccines are safe for you or not. That's an entirely different discussion altogether. I am simply commenting on the fact that our right to decide over our bodies is becoming greatly diminished on a global scale that we've never seen before. In my body of work with the wounding, I also work with the menstruation wound. And here my work centers around the fact that menstrual blood, the most sacred and healing of substances on our planet, has been turned into something that we should be ashamed of, something that needs to be hidden, something that makes us feel dirty. Many of us are not taught about menstruation upon puberty or receive information that relates purely to the biological aspects or practicalities of of bleeding at school or from our mothers. And we often hold on to the notion that our cycles are a monthly nuisance, even a curse, and many choose to use hormonal products to alter or stop these cycles altogether. We're often taught to push through painful periods and ignore or medicate the tiredness, the irritation, and even the sadness that often arises prior to or during our bleeds. Few of us are tracking our bleeds how we feel at various points of our cycles, and how these cycles may be connected to those of the moon and nature. And we've also forgotten that even those of us who no longer bleed physically, we may have reached menopause or had a hysterectomy, continue to bleed energetically. And in fact, our energetic cycles will continue until we die, and we can keep connecting with these cycles throughout our lives. So in essence, we have lost touch with the sacred nature of our bleeds and our menstrual blood and their interconnectedness with the cycles of nature and the moon. And we no longer remember the enormous healing and creative power of menstrual blood, and as such, are blocking a vast, innate part of our feminine wisdom and strength. Another topic that I like to work with around the menstruation wound is that of menarche, our first bleed, as this experience has been quite a traumatic one for many women. Sometimes it can be scary, especially if we have not received any preparation for it. And very often it's an embarrassing or a humiliating one. In my case, for example, I started to bleed very early by the age of 10. And I had read in a magazine somewhere that girls usually start to bleed from the age of 11 upwards. And because I started to bleed at the age of 10, although this was a week before my 11th birthday, but nevertheless, I was still 10, I somehow took on the belief that I was different, that this was not normal, and there was potentially something wrong with me. And although my mom, of course, did her best to support me and showed me what to do, how to take care of myself, I was still feeling quite unsupported in this. And to make matters worse, my mom told my dad that I had started bleeding on that same day. And when I saw my dad the first time on that day, he gave me a very strange look and me in in my 10 year old consciousness interpreted that look as one of disapproval and one of there being something wrong with me so i that really just reinforced the belief that i had taken on before about starting to bleed at an early age and there certainly was Nothing celebratory about the fact that I had reached this incredible milestone on my journey to womanhood. And to be honest, celebratory coming of age rituals and rites are are very rarely practiced in the West. And even in those countries where rituals and rites are more common, the onset of menses is often treated as an opportunity to teach girls about obedience and how to please men sexually and otherwise. So it's not about reminding them of the sacredness of their menstruation and the power that menstruation brings to us. I'm hoping this is resonating for you. And lastly, I wanted to talk to you about the womb wound, which is perhaps the least known or talked about of these wounds. And this is really about the fact that so many of us, whether we are mothers or not, are disconnected from our womb spaces, from our womb wisdom and our womb power. You see, in ancient times, women as physical carriers of wombs were revered and honored for their ability to birth and nurture life. Our connection to the womb of Mother Earth and the Great Cosmic Womb, also known as the womb of the Great Mother, the birther of all universes, was widely known and respected as was our ability to connect to ancient multidimensional wisdom. And just think about that for a moment. Your womb has the power to create life. And through this power, your DNA is directly connected to and ascended from that of your ancestors and ultimately the very blueprint of human life. We're talking primordial DNA here. And our wombs are therefore portals into ancient feminine knowing and power. And they're also sacred cauldrons of inner alchemy with incredible healing potential. And as a seed of creation, the womb is also at the forefront of all creative endeavors, from birthing new ideas and innovations to writing a book and starting a new business. Because of this power and potential for transformation and healing, our womb wisdom has been systematically silenced for thousands of years. Our physical wombs have been exposed to forced hysterectomies and sterilizations, and our inner knowing and connection to the cycles of the moon and the seasons have been ridiculed all over the world. Over the centuries, countless women have been ridiculed and ostracized and punished, even killed for standing in their power and following their inner guidance that is so womb-based and womb-led and speaking their truth. And because of this, because of all this trauma that's been taking place for thousands of years, our wombs also carry cellular imprints of this trauma. Of these wounds from our own life and soul experiences, as well as from other lifetimes. We can also carry trauma that was experienced by our ancestors. Remember, I talked about us already existing inside our mother's wombs when our mothers were still inside our grandmother's wombs. And this trauma can carry on way beyond that as well great, great, great grandmothers and beyond. As well as that faced the trauma faced by women as a collective in different parts of the planet. So here you could think about, for example, rape as a weapon of war, and how many women are out there who have been raped in conflicts, in wars, and especially those women who are now raising children who were born from these acts of hate. And the types of trauma that we usually carry or that usually become lodged inside our womb spaces also include unhealthy sexual relationships. This could include toxic relationships or those devoid of true caring and love, one-night stands and so on. Abusive sexual relationships. So this would be forced intercourse or other sexual acts, emotional blackmail around sex and so on rape and other kinds of sexual abuse, absolutely. Miscarriages, if you've had an abortion or you, if you've lost a child, you will be holding on to tra- trauma around that inside your home space. If you've had a complicated pregnancy or a complicated birth process, this could also leave scars behind. And birthing a child with a disability or a ser- serious illness would qualify here as well. Not because there's anything wrong with having a child with a disability, but because we so often carry guilt around that. We could also be carrying wounding around the treatment by medical staff during our pregnancy or the birth of our children, or our own birth and gestation experience. Even if we may not remember any of this, whatever trauma we may have experienced will remain in our bodies until it's energetically released and healed. And working with one's conception and time in utero and actual birth is one of the most sacred, most beautiful spaces that I love to hold and facilitate for women as i mentioned earlier trauma that's been experienced by our mothers grandmothers great grandmothers and so on and here you could consider and do a bit of reflection around what kind of experiences might your ancestors have lived through wars occupations rebellions famine imprisonment drought all of these kinds of experiences will be leaving energetic imprints into our ancestors and can easily be passed on to us as well Another example is partial or full hysterectomy, whether this was coerced and forced or deemed medically necessary, and anything to do with creative expression or the squashing of dreams that resulted in trauma, no matter how big or small the trauma may appear to be. Do you recognize this from your own life as well? Hmm... Well, I've given you a lot of information here and some of this information might touch you, it might trigger you, it might leave you feeling uneasy and a bit shaken as well. So I'm inviting you to take a really deep breath right in this moment, breathing in through the nose and breathing out through the mouth with a big, big sigh as you exhale. And the underlying message that I want to leave you with is that no matter how deep and severe the trauma, it can be worked on and it can be released and healed. And crucially, our wounds, no matter how painful, are also gateways into incredible insights, incredible wisdom, and amazing healing opportunities. And the more layers we uncover and heal, the more we step into our power, our sacred feminine power, and start to shine our radiant inner light. It is absolutely the time to reawaken this ancient wisdom, to heal the pain within within our wombs and our bodies, and to trust our natural feminine knowing and power. We are going through a massive, incredible paradigm shift from this patriarchal, male-dominated way of living towards the rise of the Divine Feminine. Where we are seeing much more collaboration, much more unity, much more action and activity based on love and compassion. And you working on your wounds, doing your own healing work is absolutely supporting our collective awakening and our collective healing as well. Now, if what I've talked about intrigues you and you'd like to find out more about my work, you can go to my website, FeminineRevered.com, or you can also like my Facebook page, The Feminine Revered. And if you'd like to interact with me, my guest speakers, and other like minded listeners about the themes of the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, I invite you to join us on Facebook at Sacred Feminine Power. This is a private group, and what you share will not be shown on your public wall. I would also love to give you a free ebook. Healing the Five Core Feminine Wounds, which you can download through my website. That was femininerevered.com. And this book gives you a little bit more information about the five core feminine wounds with a larger focus on the mother wound and some potent information about the other wounds as well. And if you do feel drawn to exploring these five core feminine wounds further with me and to find out how I could potentially support you as you heal and transform, you're welcome to book a free sacred energy activation session with me through a special link that I'll attach to the intro text of this podcast. And if the topic of the sister wound specifically speaks to you, I wanted to let you know that I've written about it in a soon-to-be-published multi-author book called Fearless Presence, Embodying Your Essence for Soul-Aligned Success, which will be published in a little bit later on this year by Crystal Hill Publishing. You might recognize Crystal's name. She was featured on this podcast in episode 14 in June 2020, and she's also an amazing wayshower and leader. So keep an eye out for this awesome collection of stories from awake women and men overcoming challenges and stepping into their fearless presence and aligned purpose. Now, let's everybody focus our intention and our awareness on this powerful shifting energy that's been activated today. And imagine sending this energy to everybody everywhere on our planet, to remember that we truly are all one and that the more of us have the courage to do our work and step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also shift. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here.